Give God a shout of praise if you love him today. What a great song. Amen. Are you ready to learn? If you're ready for the word, shout, bring it on. Thank you so much for being here today. I stand here in confidence knowing that I've heard the Lord and I have a word from heaven. Who came to get a word from heaven today? Now, I'm going to tell you right up front, if you want to be depressed, you're in the wrong service because I'm going to encourage somebody today. I came to encourage you. I mean, Pastor John started singing, I got a feeling everything's going to be all right. Can I get one witness in the house who believes that today? So I believe I've got a download from heaven. Uh, I'm starting a new series called Beyond, and I want to tell you that you are not sentenced to survive. You are not sentenced to simply survive. God's got more than survival on his mind as it relates to you. Tell your neighbor, listen, good things are coming. Come on, good things are coming. Tell them, push them and say, good things are coming. So I want to prepare you for the next season. So if you're ready, shout, bring it on. All right, we're coming from 2 Corinthians chapter 8. I'm going to do some teaching and some preaching today. I've said for years that teaching is telling it and preaching is yelling it. Hallelujah. So I'm going to do a little treaching today. Praise the Lord. But I do want to make this deposit in your hearts. If you haven't gone online and listened to Wednesday night, you need to really go listen to Wednesday night because it really ties these two messages together. But here we are in 2 Corinthians chapter 8. It says, and now brothers and sisters and by the way all my brothers and sisters who are connected to us by live stream give them a shout right now let them know you're glad they're here means the world to me that you watch us every service but it says and now brothers and sisters we want you to know about the grace that god has given the macedonian church who would admit today that you are only here by the grace that god has given you here is the second verse that is so profound to me because it says in the midst of a very severe trial their overflowing joy and their extreme poverty welled up watch this in rich generosity for I testify that they gave as much as they were able and even beyond somebody say beyond beyond their ability entirely on their own they urgently pleaded with us for the privilege of sharing in this service to the lord's people and they exceeded our expectations they gave themselves first of all to the lord and then by the will of god also to us I'm talking you, to you today about beyond, about living beyond, about living in the next level of your life. Who's ready to live in the beyond season, beyond where you've been? This text says here that they, they, they welled up in rich generosity for I testify in verse 3 that they gave as much as they were able and beyond. The word beyond there is actually the Greek word hyper or hyped. And I want to talk to you about your future, and I'm going to teach for a few minutes along these lines. Get hyped. Tell your neighbor, it's time to get hyped. Yes, yes, I went to Jim Rayleigh's church, and I got hyped. I went to Jim Rayleigh's church, and he hyped me up Sunday morning. I'll tell you, I still feel it here on Wednesday because I got hyped at Calvary. Who's ready to get hyped up for what God's going to do in your next season? 
Oh, all you religious people, this is too much for you. I said, who wants to get hyped about the possibilities that God has for your life? If you'd like to slide in this anointing, I'm going to teach and preach and raise up both hands. These hands, maybe you've never lifted your hands in church. We're just saying, Lord, we surrender to everything you want to say to us. So, Father, we raise our hands before you and we ask you to teach us your word. God, I pray that you would use me as a voice. But, God, I pray that the message would be loud and clear, that you're calling us beyond. I give you praise for what you're going to say to these awesome people today, Holy Ghost. Somebody give the Lord a great big praise. Come on. Praise him like you love him today. Come on. Praise him like he's been good to you. All right. Be seated. The Bible says they not only gave what they were able, they gave beyond. There was something about their sacrifice that caused them to move into the beyond season. And I'm telling you today, it's time to get hyped. I want you to get excited about your future. I've come to tell you that where you are is not where you're going. And I'm speaking in faith that the best is not behind you. The best is before you. That if you're still on planet earth, God's got a plan for your life. Hallelujah. Don't let the enemy depress you. Don't let him defeat you. You say, well, I feel like my blessing is delayed. Well, I've always heard that blessing delayed does not mean blessing denied. God's got a plan. Give him praise that he's working it out. Come on. Now, I want you to get hyped. Somebody say get hyped. Somebody who's hyped, uh, they're excited, they're passionate, they're energized, they're, they're full of faith. And I want you to get excited about your beyond life. I want you to get excited about the fact that God's plan for you is great. And, and, and this needs to be you and me. As children of the king, as sons and daughters of God, we, we just sang that song, I'm no longer a slave to sin. I am a child of God. Honey, we ought to be happy. We ought to have joy. We ought to have peace. We ought to walk in victory. We can have times and seasons that are, that are challenging, but we shouldn't settle in a setback because God is calling us beyond. And beyond is a very powerful word. It's a word that's worthy of our taking note of and our study and our attention because if you define the word beyond, it's really incredible in the Webster's Dictionary. Beyond is defined as this. It means to get on the other side of. See, here's what I want to tell you. In Jesus' name, you're going to get on the other side of some stuff. Stuff that the devil wanted to trap you in, you're going to get on the other side of it. Who's ready to get on the other side of some things? And then it doesn't stop there. It means to get to the far side of it. In other words, in Jesus' name, there are some of you that's going to get so far beyond what happened to you, what was done to you, what went wrong, the loss of that job, the loss of that relationship, that problem, that issue. You're not just going to get beyond it. You're going to get far beyond it. You're going to get to the far side of it where it doesn't even bother you anymore, where it doesn't even hurt you anymore, where you can look back and shout over the fact that you got through it and that God was faithful. Who's ready to get on the far side of some things? Come on, make a little noise if you believe God can take you on the far side of stuff. It means also to put behind oneself. See, in the name of Jesus, there's some stuff you're going to put behind you, and you're not going to look back at it anymore. It's behind you. It's over. Praise the Lord. It means to place in the past to get over it. How many of y'all ready to get over anything that would block you from your future? And then it means to rise above. Now, if I didn't say anything else, 
if all I said was that and then, then dismissed in prayer, how many of you would know you got enough to put your faith on right there that if God just does that for you, you are going to break into some crazy, radical, victorious time. But I promise you, I'm going to have to go back and get that because that's too good to leave alone. But I want to see you get beyond. I want to see you get hyped about, about your next season. I don't want you to go into your next season full of fear or full of apprehension or scared or afraid. But I want you to know that God is on your side. And the Bible said if God is for us, then who can be against us? Now, let's look at our text in 2 Corinthians 8, 2. It says here, Paul's writing, that in the midst of a very severe trial, their overflowing joy, this Macedonian church, and their extreme poverty welled up, watch, in rich generosity. For I testify, Paul said, that they gave as much as they were able and even beyond their ability entirely on their own. Now, in this text, Paul is writing a letter to the Corinthian church and he's making them aware of a need in Jerusalem. There's an incredible need and it is a pressing need. And they had, they had found out that this need was taking place because Paul had written every church all throughout uh, the kingdom and letting them know that there's this incredible need in Jerusalem. He, he got in touch and in contact with every church except the Macedonian church. He didn't reach out to the Macedonian church because the Bible says that they were in a time of, of a very severe trial and extreme poverty. Uh, maybe there had been an earthquake, maybe a natural disaster. The point is this, Paul didn't even give them an opportunity to give. He had written the church in Thessalonica. He had written the, the Corinthian church, the church in Ephesus, but he didn't even reach out to the church in Macedonia because of their condition. And when these Macedonian believers found out about it, they got upset. They got mad and they said, why are you reaching out to everybody but us? They said, Paul, don't you dare leave us out. Don't you rob us of the opportunity to do something for God. Even though they were in a place of severe trial and even though they were in a struggle, they said, Paul, don't write us off. And here's what the Bible said. They did what they were able to do. They rose up in faith and did what they were able to do. I submit to you this morning that God will never ask you to do what you're not able to do, but God will ask you what you're able to do. See, the good thing about God is when you do what you're able to do, he does what you're not able to do. Oh, come on now. See, you will never move beyond in life until you first do what you're able to do. You will never get to the next season, to the next place, to the next thing that God has for you and get beyond your past, your addiction, your problem, your struggle, your issue, your unforgiveness, your, your limitations, your failure, your wrong thinking, your hurt feelings, your depression until you first do what you're able to do. That is the requirement of God. God will do for us what we cannot do for ourselves, but he will not do for us what we can do by ourselves. And so here's what you've got to know. 
Do what you can do. Do what you're able to do. Make the call. Reach out to the person. Forgive. Put it behind you. Fill out the job application. Come on, somebody. Go ahead and start the classes. Stop fussing about the past. Stop fussing about your limitations and do what you're able to do. Doing what you're able to do is the first step to doing what you feel like you're not able to do. Because the Bible says here, for I testify. Mm, I love it when people testify. Have you ever testified? Some people test a lie. Come on. They, they, they don't have a testimony. They have a testimony. Can I get a witness in the house? But is there anybody here that could testify about the goodness of God? Oh, Jesus. Is there anybody that could testify time and again, Pastor, he's made a way out of no way. Time and again, he picked me up out of the miry clay. Time and again, I thought it was over, but I found out that it was just beginning. Is there anybody that has a testimony in your heart? Make a little noise if you could testify. Paul said, I have to testify, I, I have to testify that, that they gave as much as they were able and even beyond their ability entirely on their own. There was something about doing what they were able to do that opened up the reality of being able to do what they were not able to do. They stepped in the beyond season when they did what they could with what they had. See, sometimes you just gotta do all you can with all you've got. It may not look like much, but if you can ever attract God to it, when he sees you giving your very best, no weapon formed against you shall be able to prosper, and you'll find out you're more than you thought you were. Oh, who am I talking to today? I need to let you know, do what you can do. And God said, if you'll do what you can do, I'll connect to that, and I will cause you to be able to go beyond. I'll hype that thing up. I'll make it more than enough. I'll make it more than you ever thought it could be. There was something in their extreme poverty, in their extreme problem. When they rose to do what they could do, God began to bless them. And all of a sudden, they did what they were not able to do. I need to talk to somebody in the room today. I need to tell you that as you do what you're able to do, God's about to connect to that, and you're going to do things you never thought you could do in this next season. Oh, can I speak in faith? I said in the next season, you're going to see things you never thought you could see. You're going to cross bridges you never thought you could cross. You're going to see financial breakthroughs you never thought you would imagine you would have. You're going to see growth and opportunities and open doors and save children and, 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 and bonuses and raises. And Oh, come on, somebody. You're going to see ministry things open up. Make a little noise if you say, Lord, I'm willing to do what I can. But then you come on in and do what I can't do. Oh, Jesus. I feel some faith in the house. Somebody give him praise if you're ready to step in your beyond season. But you know, there was something very striking in this text. When I was reading it, it seemed to literally leap off the page at me. The way that I study the Bible is that it has to come alive to me. I just kind of see it happening before my eyes. And, and, and Paul said, for I testify that they, 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 were, they gave as much as they were able. They got mad because they were left out and they said, you're not leaving us out. We're gonna do what we can do. And they gave even beyond their ability once God began to bless them. But watch this. Here's the, here, here's the real clincher for me. They did it entirely on their own. Mm. 
See, see, zero in on that. They did it entirely on their own. Nobody made them. Nobody manipulated them. Nobody commanded them. They did it on their own. And this is something you cannot miss because at some point, you're going to have to do some stuff on your own. Their own founder didn't even believe that they were able to do it. Paul confessed, I didn't even reach out to them. I didn't think they could do it myself, but they did it on their own. Let me tell you something. Sometimes you got to cross on over and say, I'm going to do it if I got to do it by myself. Paul doubted the Macedonian church. Every other church in the empire doubted the Macedonian church, but they did not doubt themselves. See, you're not in trouble when other people don't believe in you. You're not in trouble till you don't believe in yourself. Sometimes you gotta believe in the midst of doubters and haters and folks that say you can't do it. Sometimes you gotta say, I can do it in the name of Jesus. You see, they didn't get in their beyond realm until they said, I don't care what you say. You're not gonna limit what God is able to do in my life. I'll do it if I got to do it by myself. I don't know who I'm talking to today, but never be surprised by the doubt of good people. Never be surprised by the doubt of folk around you. Never be surprised when you're friends say you can't do it. Never be surprised when church folk try to say now you're only acting uppity because you want to try something like that. Never be surprised when people doubt you and, and don't believe that you can do it. But see, overcome mediocrity, honey, even if you got to do it by yourself. Let me say that again. I said overcome mediocrity even if you've got to do it by yourself. Don't stay mediocre for anybody. Oh, I'm going to tell you, I'm not going to be mediocre for anybody because I made up in my mind a long time ago, I would rather be great alone than mediocre in a crowd. Can I talk to somebody in the room today? Tell your neighbor, say, hey neighbor, it's better to be great alone than mediocre in a crowd. My, 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 my. I don't want to just hang out with folk that are mediocre. Hang out with folk that are barely surviving. Hang out with folk that say God can and I can't either and we can't see it done. I will be great by myself. Sometimes you got to leave small thinkers behind. Sometimes you got to tell people, see you later, alligator, in a wild crocodile. But God didn't save me, set me free, and deliver me, and call me out of the mess. He called me out of for me to just survive and be mediocre. I would rather be great alone than mediocre in a crowd. Because you know misery loves company. But God has not called you to live miserable. God has not called you to barely survive. I'm telling you, go if you got to go by yourself. Blow them a kiss goodbye and say, I'll see you later, alligator in a wild crocodile. But I've made up in my mind I'm going to the next level. I'm not staying mediocre. Make a little noise if you want to move beyond. Tell your neighbor I'm moving. I'm moving. I'm not staying trapped in a box of limitation. I'm not staying trapped by my relationships. I'm not staying trapped in a mindset. I'm not staying trapped because things went wrong before. I'm stepping into a beyond season. But see, precious, what you have to do is begin to believe 
that great things can happen in you, through you, and for you. You have to believe it. And when nobody else believed the best about the Macedonian church, they believed it about themselves. They believed that they could do great things themselves. And when they did what they were able to do, the power of God came on the scene and they did beyond what they were able to do. See, here's one of the most important questions that we need to ask ourselves. What have I believed about myself that has kept me from moving beyond? What have I believed? See, there, there are language limitations. Sometimes we limit ourselves by our language. When we tell ourselves, you know, my dad never owned a home. My mother never owned a home. Nobody in my family got a college education. No, my, my family is addicted. My family struggled. They can't stay married. Where y'all at? My, my family is dysfunctional. I guess I'm just going to be like my family. I can't really do that. I don't have the connections. I don't have the resources. But at some point, you have to change your language. What have I believed about myself? What have you believed about yourself? Let me tell you something, young person. At some point, you have to start believing I'm the head and not the tail. I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. The Lord is on my side. God's got a plan for my life. I am not sentenced to survival. I'm not sentenced to barely getting by. I am going to do something great. Begin to believe that about yourself. Some of you have been dressed rehearsing your future. You've been dressing rehearsing your future and it don't look good. You've been thinking about everything that can go wrong. You've been thinking about what if he leaves? What if she gets jacked up? What if I lose that? What if this goes wrong? Because we have a, we have a tendency to lean toward negativity. It's in our human nature. But the Lord dropped me here to tell you it's time to dress, rehearse your future. But do it with faith in God. It's time to act like the Lord is on your side. You've been borrowing pain from your future. You've been borrowing problems for your, from your future. But the Lord said the problems and the pain are behind you. Good things are in front of you. Why don't you right now borrow some praise from your future? I'm moving, Pastor Dawn, into a beyond season. Uh, we're moving, honey, me and you. We're moving into a beyond season. We, we've had some tough times in the past, but I'm stepping over what was done in the past, and I'm stepping into a beyond season. Oh, I've got to keep teaching, but tell your neighbor, say, hey, neighbor, this is kind of how I'm going to act in the future when I start breaking through. Yeah, yeah, when I start seeing my children get saved and, and, the, and, and then the situation's changing, I move into a beyond season. I'm gonna get hyped right now. I'm gonna praise him right now because I believe the best is coming. Yeah. But it's not possible to adequately stress to you how important it is to believe right. Mm. Uh, it's not possible for me to, to adequately tell you how, how important it is for you to believe right. So you got to decide in this season, I'm going to believe better. Because the Bible said whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them and you will have them. Somebody say believe better. 
Oh, see, you'll never do better till you believe better. You'll, you'll never have better till you believe better. Wednesday night, I preached a message. You ought to go online and hear it or get it in the back. It was called, You Better Believe It. Tell your neighbor, you better believe it. Am I going to be more than a conqueror? You better believe it. Is God guiding my life? You better believe it. Is God going to open doors? You better believe it. Can God heal my sick body? You better believe it. Can God save every one of my children? You better believe it. Does God still baptize people in the Holy Spirit? You better believe it. Does God still wash people in the blood of Jesus? You better believe it. Does the Lord still set the captive free? You better believe it. Is Jim Rayleigh good looking? You better believe it. Hallelujah. Don't really, I thought you would stand up and swing your towel around and say, you better believe it. Come on, she's been flirting with me. I shaved my beard off. She told me I look like her little man. I said, well, you know what it is, baby. Come on, she, I shaved off my beard. She got blonde hair. We changing, baby. You better believe it. Because you know what? I'm not going to get stuck in a season. I'm not going to get stuck in a season when God's got something fresh for me. Listen, I was trimming my beard and it got away from me, so I just shaved it off. But, oh, I need to get back on my notes. But sometimes you got to just shave off some stuff and say, Lord, I'm stepping into a new season. Make a little noise if you believe God can take you where he promised you to go. You better believe it. Touch three or four people and tell them you better believe it. You better believe it. You better believe God's not through. You better believe the Lord is on my side. You better believe it. Uh. So, so, huh. I don't know where that came from. But here's the deal, precious. You got to decide right now to believe better. Believe better for your daughter, for your son. Believe better for your future, for your destiny. And then the Bible says that their extreme poverty welled up in rich generosity. See, you can't let problems make you mean. Preach, Pastor Rayleigh. You, you can't let struggles make you mean. You can't let lean times make you stingy. I think I'm preaching a little better than you're amen, but that's okay. Because we like to make excuses for our attitudes, don't we? Oh, I would be nice, but. I would give, but. Now, I've had people tell me, Pastor Ben, when I hit the lotto, I'm going to pay that church off. You don't give 10 of the $100 you make. Why should I believe you're going to give a, 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 a billion of the a billion, I don't know, a 4 million of the 40 million? You shouldn't be playing a lot of anyway, but if you do play and win, pay your tithe, but don't play. But if you pay and win, pay your tithe, but don't play. But if you play and win, pay your tithe, but don't play. But if you win, pay your tithe, but don't play. But if you win, But if you, if you want to exercise your faith where you are now, what makes you think you'll exercise your faith when you get to a blessed place? 
Sometimes the key to the blessed place is exercising your faith in a place that it's a challenge. They gave in a challenging place. Now, now let me tell you something. The Macedonian church moved out of their comfort zone. And you need to write this down. Change only comes when we're challenged. Mm. If it doesn't challenge me, it doesn't change me. Tell your neighbor, say neighbor. Did you hear the pastor? If it doesn't challenge us, it doesn't change us. See, see, the key to change is being challenged. And we don't often like to be challenged. But the Bible said in verse 5 that they exceeded our expectations. Paul said they blew us away. They went so far above and beyond. They exceeded our expectations. Hear me in this room. They rose to the challenge. They were changed by the challenge. It was the challenge that opened the door to their beyond season. If you want to live in the beyond realm, you've got to adjust your expectations. The Bible said they exceeded our expectations. Begin to expect God to come through. Begin to expect that when you step out in faith, God will honor it. Begin to expect God to make a way out of no way because when you step out, you step out in a challenge. But the challenge is what brings the transformation to your situation. Hallelujah. Listen, you got to rise to the challenge because watch this. Life meets you at the level of low expectations. But God meets you at the level of supernatural expectations. Push your neighbor and say, that was good. Come on. You need to write that down. You need to tweet that. Some of y'all need to stop tweeting and Facebook and all the mess you've been. Put that on your Facebook and say life will meet you at the level of low expectation, but God will meet you at the level of supernatural expectation. I said life will meet you at the level of low expectation, but God will meet you at the level of supernatural expectation. God said, I won't meet you at the level of low expectation. I will, it's not in my nature. I am the I am. I am El Shaddai. I am more than enough. I am a miracle worker. I am a body healer. I am a way maker. I am supreme and supernatural. It's not possible for me to meet you at a low expectation, but when you begin to believe for supremely, supernaturally, above and beyond, God said, I can connect with you on that. Somebody give him praise if you're ready to have God meet you at the level of high expectation, supernatural expectation. See, life will meet you at the low expectation. God will meet you at the level of supernatural expectation. So I want to think supernaturally. My, 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 my. But you got to be willing to be challenged Somebody say challenged. See, if it doesn't challenge me, it doesn't change me. I remember 20 years ago when, when we came here to pastor. Man, this church was in a, in, a, in a tough place. and There was some precious people here. But when I tell you that, that, that we were broke, we were broke. I mean like broke. So broke, we couldn't even pay attention. Come on. We were broke. We, our money wasn't funny. Our money was hilarious. We didn't have none. 
there were holes all in the roofs. It would, it would rain in on us. I remember the first minister's meeting I went to in Volusia County. I thought, man, I'm a pastor now. I got this little church credit card. I'm going to charge my chicken to the church since... And I'm with all these pastors, and my church credit card got denied in front of all the pastors. Welcome to Volusia County. Come on, somebody. What in the world? We couldn't buy toilet paper. How many times did they turn us down for toilet paper at Walmart? Y'all don't know. We, we couldn't, we couldn't, they, they, they would hang stuff on the door. You won't have any water Sunday. We was running up trying to keep the lights on and trying to keep the doors open and it was a struggle and we were just trying to get by and you know what? It, it, was, it, was, it was a time that I can't even describe to you. We had an elder board and we would sit in there and we didn't even know you. We were just trusting God. It would rain and we would pull big garbage cans all around trying to catch the rain and 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 so we had Tommy Barnett come Tommy Barnett is the founder of the Dream Center one of the most incredible men in, in the world and he came to our church when we didn't have anybody hardly coming to our church it was just a little tiny group of people you could turn a semi truck around that building you wouldn't hit anybody that's how far apart people were sitting come on y'all and, and Tommy preached that night on the multiplication anointing. And man, I sat on the front row and I cried and I prayed and we had nothing. We, we, we didn't, we, 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 I felt like the Macedonian church. We were just trying to pay our bills, trying to get enough to keep the doors open. And we had great big mortgage payments even then because the church was millions in debt. And then there was another building that had been built and started before I came and we had the task of finishing it. So we're millions of dollars in debt and we had saved up just enough money to pay our mortgage payments and and I knelt down in front of Pastor Tom and he preached on the mustard seed and the multiplication anointing and I some of y'all were there not many of you but he poured that seed in my hand and in Pastor Don's hand and I wept and I cried and I just was praying and the Lord spoke to me I had $25,000 in the account our mortgage payment was $14,900 on one and about seven or 8000 on another and the Lord spoke to me he said give all the money in the checking account to the Dream Center. And I said, sir. <laughs> he said, give everything Calvary has away. Give it away tonight. And I said, devil, you are a liar. The Lord said, give it all away. And I remember I went back to Pastor Troy and I said, I don't know how we're going to do it, but the Lord said to give everything we've got away. And he, he said, okay. And remember when you wrote that check, man, and me and you cried and prayed over that check. We were young. We were crying, oh, God bless this check in Jesus' name. Oh, God, I'm I mean, oh, you know, you, you got that, you, you haven't been so desperate, you just get a nasty prayer going on. You get ugly, oh, Jesus, touch it, child. Oh, God. We were praying over that check, man, and we sold everything we had. And then, and then, it seemed like things were going wrong because I'm preaching on a Wednesday night and the whole ceiling caves in in the office complex, it's raining, and the, 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 the trusses start breaking. Sometimes when you do the right thing, it even seems like it gets worse. And the trusses start breaking, we go in there and 
we, we, they wouldn't even let me walk in there because the ceiling was falling in. And so we called the insurance man. The insurance man said, you know what? I'm gonna help you guys because we had to move everything out of that facility and we put it all over the campus. And he, we found out that that area was full of mold. And mold is bad until God gets a hold of it and uses it on your behalf. The man said, I'm a believer and I believe I found a way I can really help you. We moved, Pastor Troy, we moved that furniture in every classroom. We had so much stuff, we had to move it all over the place. He said, wherever you move the furniture, he said, I am going to record that mold is in that classroom. We got the classrooms done. We got the, we got the building redone from the top to the bottom. God gave us money in the bank. Right about that time, DOT comes up to us and said, we need to buy some property from y'all. We need to buy some property from y'all and we'll give you $70,000. Pastor Troy said, no, you won't. We'll take $290,000. And I had made a statement before and I said, this is gonna be a 90 day miracle and we're gonna be out of debt in this building in 90 days because we gave $25,000 to the Dream Center. But let me tell you what happened. What had happened was by the time it was all over, we had everything paid off in that new building. We had money in the bank and the old building was redone. I'm trying to tell you that when you do what you can't do, God will do what you can't do. When you do what you can do, God will step in. Give him a shout. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. Change only comes when you're challenged. See, see, comfort and containment rarely walk hand in hand. If, if you want to live in comfort, You'll never know capacity. You'll only know containment. At some point, you have to say, God, I want to step out in faith. Now, I remember when I came here to pastor 20 years ago, get ready for this, about 60 pounds ago. I was a full gospel preacher look at him there he was I wore them big-legged suits like them TD Jake suits you take three steps before your pants even move come on somebody <laughs> look at them jaws you could cook greens with them, come on. And I remember when I turned 40 years old. Pastor Troy, why are you taking that picture? Why you got to be like that, Pastor Troy? Take the picture of this right here. 
That's what I was. That's in the year 2000. And I'd been here just a little, little while. And I remember when I turned 40 years old, I told my wife, I said, uh, here's what I want for my birthday. She, I said, me and you are going to start working out. And, and, and we're going to eat right. And we're going to go to the gym. She said, no, we're not. <laughs> Didn't you? She said, I don't want to do that. I said, do you love me? So she said, I'll go with you. And look at her now, man. She's like, she's so, she got muscles. She got me to thank for that. You need to appreciate me more, girl. Y'all know I'm kidding. So, so, listen, I was a man that I had to have macaroni and cheese, mashed potatoes and gravy, or rice and gravy. I had to have it every meal. I, we did not eat unless we had a wonderful, good starch swimming in gravy. Whew. Macaroni and cheese with the cheese across the top that when you get your spoon in it and you dip it up, it just strings. And Blueberry muffins. You used to cook like that. She would take a chicken and boil it and take the fat off the chicken and pour it in the rice and cook the rice. And oh, you would eat that. Oh, Jesus. Hey. And biscuits. You remember when you used to make biscuits? Biscuits. You could make biscuits. Didn't you make biscuits? And we would put, oh, Lord, have mercy. The biscuits, two or three biscuits at night. And then we would eat frozen yogurt before we went to bed because we were trying to cut down. <laughs> frozen yogurt with cookie. Remember, what was that we used to get? Cookie dough. Lord, have mercy. I would spoon myself out and say, oh, I'm going to eat this frozen yogurt. It ain't hurt nothing. And, and, and then I turned 40, and then I watched my dad struggle with high blood pressure. I watched many of my family lose their vision, and I got family members that are on dialysis now, young. I've watched them struggle, and you lose circulation because that's in my, the Rayleigh side of my family. And then I said, you know what? Somebody playing the radio? Uh, I said... I can't do that. So I started eating differently. And um, I, I didn't really like it at first. I kid around a lot about fried chicken, but look, I was a 48, now I'm a 38. <laughs> Last night I had cod. Cod. Baked, yeah, broccoli, squash, some onions in it, and uh, what else? We have some salad, but then I, I ate a, I eat a piece of dark chocolate because it's good for your heart, <laughs> and everything's all right. But here's what I do: 
I, I eat right, but then one time a week, whew, on Friday night, we went to this place called Fred's Market Friday night in Lake Mary. It's all soul food, country food. I had fried chicken. Mm. I said I had fried chicken. Yes, I did. Are y'all in my key right now? I had me a little bit of fried chicken. And then I had some fried fish. And I had some tartar sauce on it. Then I had me some spare ribs. And I had me some collard greens with the hog jaw all in it. Then I had the macaroni and the cheese. And then I got some more macaroni and cheese. And then I went and got some more macaroni and cheese. Then I had a cheddar cheese biscuit. Yes, I did, didn't I, don't? And then I ate some pork. Cause the pork is good. Cause he said kill and eat. So I ate it. And then I had a little dessert. Oh, and I had some fried chicken. I don't eat it about three times a year. But when I eat it, I eat it, doc. I had some dessert, just a little bit. I had some peach cobbler, some pecan pie, red velvet cake, chocolate cake, banana pudding, and some ice cream. And I ate all I wanted. And then Saturday, I had cod. What I'm trying to tell you is this. If you can learn to rise to the challenge, change can take place. You don't have to give it all up, but you gotta be willing to rise to the challenge. Make a little noise. The Bible says that in the midst of, various, of a very severe trial, the overflowing joy and extreme poverty welled up in rich generosity. Never let the trials that you go through rob you of kindness and generosity. You can move beyond. Beyond is the Greek word hyper. Tell your neighbor it's time to get hyped. But here's what you got to know. Look at me right in the eyes. Young person, look at me. I'm a living witness of this. If it doesn't challenge you, it won't change you capacity and comfort seldom walk hand in hand god is calling you to beyond but you got to get hyped about it push somebody and say get hyped you got to get excited about it but you got to believe that god's got a plan for your life some of y'all say well well pastor what should i tell people when i see them this week tell them you went to calvary and you got hyped i got hyped i want everybody to stand right now Tell your neighbor, say, it's time to get hyped. Yeah, yeah, the challenge that you're going through right now is only going to reveal the transformation that's coming. I wrote a book a while back called Dream Killers, and I talked about the story of, of, uh, of Joseph when Joseph got placed in the pit. Do you remember that story? He was in the pit, and the Midianites got him out. Midianites mean, their name means uh, stress. Their name literally means problem or stress. And sometimes God allows stress in your life because he wants the stress to move you out of your pit and move you from settling. 
And do you know what brother it was that called for Joseph to be lifted out of the pit? It was a brother named Judah. You know what Judah means? Judah means praise. See, you got to get hyped about your next season. Some of y'all been in the pit. You've been decorating the pit. You got a shag carpet down there. You put a big screen TV. Come on, you put a picture on the wall. But tell your neighbor the pit ain't it. Oh, hallelujah. Tell two or three people the pit ain't it. You got to get hyped that your next season is going to be better. Judah means praise. He never got out of the pit until praise got him out. And I stopped by to tell you today, if you're going to get out of your pit and get into a beyond season, you got to get hyped and you got to learn to praise the Lord right where you are. So tell your neighbor, say neighbor, in Jesus' name. Get hyped about your future. Say get hyped about your purpose. Get hyped about the next 90 days. Say get hyped about the next 90 days. Who am I prophesying to? Get hyped about the next 90 days. One, two, three, give God a praise right now. Give him a praise. Who got anything out of this? Come on. Who got hungry? Come on, who got hungry? Listen, I've got to go check, catch a plane right after this. Nobody leave for a moment and we're going to finish. I've got to, I'm flying out to the West Coast to preach. Well, y'all pray for me that I, I'm anointed as I preach. But I'm going to baptize people right before I leave. But I want to tell you, can I talk to you for a minute and then I'm going to close. Anything that has brought transformation on my life has challenged me on some level. If it doesn't challenge you, it won't change you. Your challenge is what's bringing about your change. And I want to tell you that it's time to move beyond, but here's the key. Hear me today. You got to do what you can do. They did what they could do, and then the Bible said they went beyond. When I started changing my life, I guess 13 years ago now. It seemed impossible then, but now it's my life. And I kid a lot about food, but you know, for the most part, I'm trying to live healthy because I want to live a long time because I want to talk to y'all for a long time. I want to preach to y'all for a long time. I was, I was high blood pressure, pre-diabetic, all that stuff. I'm on no medication for anything like that. My blood pressure was 112 over 69 last time I took it. But my challenge brought my change. Somebody's here today and you feel like you're trapped in a season. And God wants to bust you out of that place. Some of you feel a regret over the past, but God wants to get you beyond it. In the last two or three minutes of this service, with heads bowed and eyes closed, if you're in the room and you'd say, Pastor, there's some things in my life that ought not be there that alienate me from the Lord, that separate me from the Lord. And when you pray, Pastor Rayleigh, pray for me. Because I've got some sin in my life. I've got some things I need to get past. And I need to leave it behind. If you're not where you need to be with Jesus, when I count to three in this great crowd, when I count to three, raise your hand. You say, Pastor, since you're praying anyway, pray for me. Man, we're wall-to-wall people. People sit in the balcony. And you'd say, Pastor, since you're praying, pray for me. 
If you're going to lift somebody up, lift me up. I'm not where I need to be. I'm counting to three. If that shoe slip up a hand. One, pray for me, Pastor. Two, three, slip that hand up right now. Pray for me. Got some things I need to leave under the cross. I, I need to get right with the Lord today. Hold that hand up. Hands in every section. I'm going to lend you five more seconds. Come on, young person. You need to step into a new beginning. If you're not where you need to be with God, hold that. If you raise your hand up, keep it up. It's time to give a, it's time for a, a, a start over. Here's five more seconds. Four. Hands are still being raised. I see you in the back. Bless you for raising your hands. Three. Hands are still being lifted. Hold it up. Don't put it down. Two. One. If you raised your hand and you really meant business, I want you to come right here to the front and step into a new season. This is your beyond moment. Don't let nothing keep you in that seat. If somebody next to you raised their hands, you step back and you make room for them to come. Everybody that raised your hand, begin to move right now. Come on, come on. Look at Jesus, people are coming. Oh, hallelujah. Why don't you make a little bit of noise? This is what, this is what church is for. Yes, hallelujah. Good to see you, Chris. Good to see you, buddy. Come on, make a little noise. They're coming from all over the place. Look at this. Oh, I bet if you clap, more will come, more will come. Come on, keep clapping. This is what it's all about. Come on, we got to hold the door just one more moment. Come on, I preached a little different today, just shared my own story, but give the Lord praise, give the Lord praise. Isn't this great? Now, oh, I love this. I want everybody to take your hand and place it on your heart right now. It's time for you to move beyond, beyond your past, beyond your addiction, beyond your struggle beyond what was done to you, beyond the pain, beyond, beyond whatever it is, you can move beyond it today. I want everybody to pray this prayer after me loud and strong. Pray, Heavenly Father. In the whole house, pray. Pray, Heavenly Father. In Jesus' name. Thank you for letting me hear this message and drawing me to a new season. Please forgive me of anything that has kept me trapped. I'm asking for a new beginning and a fresh start. Forgive me for all my sins. Any compromise that would hold me from you. I admit that you are the Lord and the King of all the world, all of heaven, but most of all, be the King of my life. I receive you now. And today, I step beyond, beyond what I was, beyond where I was, and into a new season. Thank you. I want everybody to stretch your hand. Chris, stand up. Let me pray for you, son. Nobody move for just a moment. Raise your hand. I bind all addiction off of you right now. I bind all frustration off of you. I bind crack addiction out of your life right now. Alcoholism out of your life right now. You served the Lord for many years and the enemy's tried to draw you back and imprison you. I break it off of you right now. I ask the Lord to deliver you and you want that deliverance. I declare that you gotta want it. You gotta want it. You gotta want it. Son, listen to me. 
change takes place at the challenge. The challenge you're at right now can bring the change in your life. Somebody give God a praise for Chris. I want all of you to reach over and touch a neighbor's shoulder. Wave at us, Steve. And I, I want you guys to go just this way. I want to meet you right over here. I have a little something for you. All you that just prayed this prayer. I want you to go right over here. Go right over here. Hallelujah. I want you to go with them. Go right over here. Somebody give them a hallelujah. Come on, give them a hallelujah. Ain't this worth coming to church for right here? Reach over and touch that neighbor's shoulder. Listen, any of you guys that are just saved, I'll baptize you right now. You don't even have to feel nothing out. Praise God. Hold that neighbor's shoulder. Are you glad you're going beyond? Anybody going beyond? Pastor Troy is going to come and close this service in prayer. I love you. Don't miss Wednesday night. We're teaching and we're changing. And don't miss next Sunday morning. It's going to be even more powerful. I love you. Tell your neighbor, I'm hyped. Come on, tell him I'm hyped. All right, give me about a minute, then I'll pray over you. I want to tell you about a couple things coming up. Meet me at the plunge, he says. All right. Uh, Blended and Blessed is, uh, if you're interested in that and step families, how all that works, or you're involved in one, there's a live event that's going to be hosted here at Calvary on this coming Saturday. Go to the front page of our website, and you can sign up for that. Uh, baby dedications, if you have a baby you want to get dedicated, April 30th, you're in second service. The National Day of Prayer, not this coming Thursday, but the following Sunday, I believe it's May 4th, right here at Calvary. You want to come be a part of that. The community's coming with pastors all over the community. You want to be a part of that. And the Women's Prayer Baptist, Pastor Dawn has already talked to you about that. But last time they got sold out, so don't let that happen to you. There are tickets in the back that you can get involved. And then last thing, obviously, is we're going to be going to change real quick and heading out back. Right behind the building, you just go right out the backside. We're going to be baptizing. You said, I didn't bring my clothes. I had a guy one time came, had his jeans on, his boots on, his shirt on, had his wallet in his pocket. I said, bro, don't you want to take your wallet out? He goes, I want all of it to go under. I said, well, all right then, bro. Let's go. All right. So it doesn't matter if you want to come back, you can. If you just want to go out and hang out with us, that'll be awesome as well. Father, we love you. God, we thank you right now, God, for what you did in our lives today. God, today you've spoken to a lot of people. God, you've spoken to them about some things that you put in their heart, and now it's time for them to do something about it. God, give them the strategy, get them the plan, and let them walk in it. And we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. See you out back, and see you on Wednesday. <laughs>